Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now today is International Earth Day. And what better day to hear about a groundbreaking project that's recently been given the go-ahead by St Albans District Council called Wilder St Albans. The project will be undertaken by the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust and Trust Conservation Manager Tim Hill joined me on the phone. I started by asking Tim where the idea for Wilder St Albans came from. The starting point was a, a group called the St Albans Environment Action Group which was started by a number of residents within St Albans who really wanted to make a difference to the city and the district. And through discussions and through various uh, monthly meetings that uh, we were having, um, I was invited to give a talk about uh, the work of the Wildlife Trust in terms of people and wildlife. And in doing that, um, highlighted some of the work that we've been doing in St. Albans, um, in Stevenage and, and uh, across the rivers um, of the county. And, and from there, we had a, a smaller subgroup of this environment action group, which actually started discussing specifically what we could do to make St. Albans uh, more uh, wildlife rich and place where wildlife could thrive in. and it was out of those discussions and around the current theme of the wildlife trust work nationally which is all about uh, working wilder uh, we came up with this idea that we could uh, create a, a wilder St Albans by all working together and uh, we're very fortunate because Chris White, who's the, the leader of the council in St Albans, and Simon Grover, who's a Green Party councillor, were part of those discussions. And the Wildlife Trust eventually put forward a, a proposal to the council uh, for this particular project. And that led to uh, a meeting earlier this year and uh, eventually it went to Cabinet at St Albans. And we are delighted that St Albans District Council uh, is now going to fund the idea for the future. Okay, so you, you mentioned that the Wildlife Trust had been involved in a similar project in Stevenage um, and that also you, you've done some work on the Lee catchment area. How will your experiences there um, help you to, um, to undertake this project? And Stevenage Borough Council uh, invited the Wildlife Trust to advise it on how it could manage its land a bit better for wildlife they've got they've got a huge portfolio of, of different woodlands grasslands wetlands and through that eventually we wrote a biodiversity action plan for the whole of Stevenage uh, Borough Council's land uh, back in 2010 and that was reviewed in 2016 and that seemed a, a really good model because out of that to to get things going we applied for some national heritage lottery funding which was matched by funding from the Borough Council itself, which enabled us to employ a people and wildlife officer for Stevenage, who focused very much on raising awareness of, of biodiversity and also carried out uh, a number of very significant habitat creation and extension projects. And 
that's um, that has continued uh, with the trust uh, reviewing the plans as I mentioned in 2016 and we now have a steering group which uh, guides and advises the, the borough council on their, their biodiversity related work and they, they remain the, the only borough in Hertfordshire that has its own biodiversity action plan which is admirable. Um, as far as the rivers work is concerned, um, Hearts Middlesex Wildlife Trust is the Lee, uh, Upper Lee and part of the Lower Lee catchment host as we're called. So we've been working away now for about eight years on that and a big piece of our work was to write management plans for these rivers and when we embarked upon our work we decided that we didn't want to create a, a, a written paper-based document because we were aware of how many plans had been written uh, previously published and then they would just sit on a shelf and, uh, and never get used. So we came up with the idea and pioneered a, a web-based uh, management plan for the Riverley catchment. And uh, with a lot of work, working with over 200 different uh, individuals, community groups, local authorities. We identified objectives and aims for the river and, and that seemed to work really well. And we, we still have a, a very productive and well-supported uh, group of partnerships across the county uh, working together to conserve these rivers. It's that, that combination of working very much um, with local communities and with local authorities and individuals uh, led led us to um, come up with the idea of uh, a Wilder St Albans project which was very much going to be um, ground up and driven and facilitated and enabled by local people working together. So if I understand this right, while the St Albans will be uh, more web-based rather than a document, it'll be something that hopefully involves um, the, the wider community and, and also that it isn't just restricted to, to council spaces or to Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust spaces, but hopefully will, um, will be something that will reach out to the, to the whole landscape, which sounds really very exciting. How will this project get started? Yeah, I think the, the Wild St Albans initiative uh, is, is going to be pioneering. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not aware of uh, another city that has done anything quite like this. And our, our idea for the project, now that the St Albans uh, Council funding is in place, is that we will employ a project officer for two years to start with, and they will be working uh, with the local community with anybody who has an interest in the wild spaces the green spaces across St Albans district and what we'll be looking to do is have a number of gatherings workshops where we can talk through what they feel are the most important things in their local green spaces what concerns them what are the what are the challenges facing those places and how most importantly how can we meet make those green spaces in St Albans more biodiverse, more wildlife rich for the future and more accessible, I think is really important to people uh, on, on all levels. And the way that we, we are aiming to do that is that the first and most important task will be to understand the natural resource that we currently have in St Albans looking at all those green spaces and doing an audit of them to find out what 
wildlife is associated with them at the moment. What are the habitats? And importantly, what are the soils there as well? Because the soils are the key drivers for any habitat because that will determine the type of grassland or the woodland or, or the wetland that we've got there. And it's a Im really important part of this project is that it will also form a, a really significant uh, part in the St Albans Net Zero Action Plan and sustainability strategy because through that we're clearly going to be trying to reduce um, our impact on the climate crisis at the moment and also address the, the nature crisis. And it's widely acknowledged that soils are the key part of capturing and holding carbon. And so if we want to reduce the amount of carbon dioxide and greenhouse gases in the atmosphere, and it's that locking up of the carbon is, is such an important thing. And these habitats uh, in the green spaces across uh, St Albans, not only are they supporting um, wildlife and hopefully they will support more and more diverse wildlife in the future, but they all have a really important role to play in that carbon and capture and, and holding uh, so that uh, we, we do help with this, this climate crisis as well. So that's, that's uh, the first part, the audit. So we will be relying on help from the Hearts Environmental Records Centre, who hold all the biological records for Hertfordshire. So they'll they'll be able to tell us what records they have at the moment. Where we don't know very much about um, the wildlife, or there just aren't many records of, of of wildlife from places. Well, that will then lead on to another piece of work where, again, local people and um, communities can really help because there will be a need for some uh, survey work to take place, and you know we'll try and find out what are the plants, what are the what are the insects and birds and small mammals, everything else that's there, and uh, where where there are gaps in our knowledge, that will be an important part. But once we've got all that information and we, we have a, an idea of what is living and what's represented across St Albans, we can then start making uh, informed decisions about um, how to improve and increase uh, the, the natural resource in those places. And through the audit and then through these workshops with, uh, with local people, we, we're really hoping that we'll be able to engage with existing community groups, um, people like Wildhood Watch that was already established in St Albans, the St Albans Tree Action Group, and uh, we will try and capture ideas and projects that they want to do and they will then form part of this uh, Wilder St Albans plan for the future because the, the website essentially will act as a one-stop shop for anybody wanting to know about the um, the wildlife and, and habitats of St Albans and they'll be able to look on a on a map on the website and by clicking through on each green space there will be information about the types of habitats there, the types of wildlife and then as it develops and as we gain these these potential projects from local people they, they can also then be identified on the website. We can have a, a marker on the map showing that a project is either in development or in progress or indeed ideally completed and we're going to use a traffic light system for that so we'll use a, a red blob for a project that's just been thought of um, it'll be an an amber blob 
if it's uh, in progress and uh, being worked on and if it's finished it'll be a big green blob showing what's going on and this this is based on a very successful uh, way that we do things in the in the river work and uh, the ideal thing is is that anybody anywhere in the world can have a look at this website and they can have a look to see what's happening and if we've got philanthropists philanthropists out there who would like to support making St Albans a wilder place these projects will probably need a little bit of funding to help deliver them and we've again we found through the rivers work that significant amounts of funding can be um, brought to these projects just by making them visible to anybody that wants to help uh, with these projects so it's it's a tried and tested method but uh, the difference in the wilder st albans project is that we're really starting at the ground level and the whole thing will be driven by doing that and it's the, the whole thing is about enabling and facilitating local people and local community groups to to help them do what they want to 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 make st albans a, a wilder and, and greener place it, it, it sounds like a, a very um, exciting project and one that hopefully we'll all benefit from, uh, as well as um, obviously the wildlife around St. Albans benefiting. If we are interested in getting involved, um, where should we keep an eye on? Where, where, where should we look? Well, we will, we will be having a launch of the project and um, the, the Wildlife Trust is, is going to be hosting and, and leading um, this this work to get the website run up so we will ourselves be putting things out via all the social media outlets twitter facebook um, instagram all those sorts of things in the future but uh, the, the funding was confirmed uh, in march of this year and of course uh, the world has, has changed quite significantly since that so we were hoping that we would be recruiting a project officer for the project um, almost immediately but uh, with all the changes that are happening and the um, social distancing regulations means that uh, we've had to put that on hold for the, for the time being but as soon as we can we will be starting work on the project and we will have a, a launch to raise awareness of this uh, we're already working with lots of different projects across St Albans uh, there's the Environment Action Group, which I mentioned at the beginning, which is the critical one, but there's the Tree Action Group. Uh, people like that that are doing that. So we will get the word out there very quickly. And then as soon as we're able to start working with people and developing the ideas, uh, we will be getting on with it. And of course, it will take time to do the audit and it will take time time to do uh, develop the website but uh, we've got we've got a two-year project to start with but uh, our view is that uh, this will be an ongoing project the website which i mentioned we envisage uh, that we will train people such that they can update it and put their own projects and information into it we uh, we see it very much facilitating local action rather than the wildlife trust having to do do everything there it, it's very much um, allowing and enabling local people to um, do clearly what what they want to do to make St Bournes a, a wilder place. Fantastic Tim thank you very much indeed. I was talking there to Tim Hill and Tim asked me to mention that you can also look out for a mini wilding project in Verulamium Park where the trust will be advising on the management of grassland to build on wildflower populations and improve the habitat for insects.
Now, you may recall that a couple of weeks ago, we heard from Nadia from the Wilderhood Watch, who is hoping to make St Albans brighter for us and better for insects by providing little packs of sunflower seeds for us to plant in our garden. Now, hundreds of you have already collected seeds from the collection points around the district. Go to the podcast page of radioverulam.com if you want to hear Nadia talking about the project and do take a look at wilderhoodwatch.org to find out where you can collect your free seeds when you're out on your daily exercise. Now, there are some seeds left if you hurry. Now, we've covered plastics entering the aquatic environment many times on the show, and Thames Water reports that they are seeing an increase in blockages in sewer networks as people doing extra cleaning or who've had problems buying toilet roll um, are flushing non-biodegradable alternatives. And this is creating problems in our sewers, which can result in sewage backing up into people's homes or polluting the environment. Let's face it, sewage problems are, quite frankly, the last thing that any of us need right now. So just to recap, whatever it says on the packet, you can't flush wipes of any kind, nappies, sanitary products, or anything that wouldn't break up if you were to leave it in a bowl of water for half an hour. Either bin these items, or better still, switch to reusable alternatives. Now, I'll be back at the same time next week, but I'd, I'd like some ideas from you what you'd like me to cover. You can get in touch via Twitter at RV underscore environment, via the Environment Matters Facebook page, or do drop me a line on amanda at radioverulam.com. It'd be great to hear from you. Anyway, until then, stay safe and thank you for listening.